0: Section forty two of Greece and Rome. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nema The World's Story, Volume Four, Greece and Rome. Edited by Eva March Tappan. Section forty two, Horatius, five hundred eight BC by thomas babington macaulay according to legend there were seven kings of rome the last one tarquin the proud was so cruel and wicked that his own nephew stood out boldly before the people and recounted his evil deeds the result was that tarquin was driven out in 510 b c and rome became a republic tarquin had no idea of giving up his throne AND HE INDUCED VARIOUS LEADERS TO TRY TO REGAIN IT FOR HIM. ONE OF THESE WAS LARS PORCINA OF CLUSIUM. THE LAY IS SUPPOSED TO HAVE BEEN WRITTEN ABOUT THE YEAR OF THE CITY 360, OR IN 393 B.C. THE EDITOR LARS PORCINA OF CLUSIUM, BY THE NINE GODS HE SWORE, THAT THE GREAT HOUSE OF TARQUIN SHOULD SUFFER WRONG NO MORE. By the nine gods he swore it and named a trysting day and bade his messengers ride forth east and west and south and north to summon his array. East and west and south and north the messengers ride fast and tower and town and cottage have heard the trumpet's blast. Shame on the false Etruscan who lingers in his home when Porcian of Clusium is on the march for Rome. The horsemen and the footmen are pouring in a main, from many a stately marketplace, from many a fruitful plain, from many a lonely hamlet, which hid by beech and pine, like an eagle's nest, hangs on the crest of purple Apennine, from lordly Volterra, where scowls the far-famed hold, piled by the hands of giants for godlike kings of old, from secret Populonia whose sentinels descry sardinia's snowy mountain-tops fringing the southern sky from the proud mart of pisai queen of the western waves where ride Massilia's triremes heavy with fair-haired slaves from where sweet clonis wanders through corn and vines and flowers from where cortona lifts to heaven her diadem of towers tall are the oaks whose acorns drop in dark ozer's rill fat are the stags that champ the boughs of the seminian hill beyond all streams clotumnus is to the herdsman dear best of all pools the fowler loves the great Volsinian mere but now no stroke of woodman is heard by ozer's rill no hunter tracks the stag's green path up the seminian hill Unwatched along Clitumnus, grazes the milk-white steer, unharmed the water-fowl may dip in the Volsinian mere. The harvest of Veritium this year old men shall reap, this year young boys in Umbro shall plunge the struggling sheep, and in the vats of Luna this year the moss shall foam round the white feet of laughing girls whose sires have marched to Rome there be thirty chosen prophets the wisest of the land who alway by lars porcina both morn and evening stand evening and morn the thirty have turned the verses o'er traced from the right on linen white by mighty seers of yore and with one voice the thirty have their glad answer given go forth go forth lars porcina go forth beloved of heaven go and return in glory to clusium's royal dome and hang round Nercia's altars the golden shields of rome and now hath every city sent up her tale of men the foot are fourscore thousand the horse are thousands ten before the gate of sutrium is met the great array a proud man was lars porcina upon the trysting day for all etruscan armies were ranged beneath his eye and many a banished roman and many a stout ally and with a mighty following to join the muster came the tusculin memmus prince of the latin name but by the yellow tiber was tumult and affright from all the spacious champagne to rome men took their flight a mile around the city the throng stopped up the ways a fearful sight it was to see through two long nights and days. For aged folks on crutches, and women great with child, and mothers sobbing over babes that clung to them and smiled, and sick men borne in litters high on the neck of slaves, and troops of sunburned husbandmen with reaping hooks and staves, and droves of mules and asses laden with skins of wine, and endless flocks of goats and sheep in endless herds of kine and endless trains of wagons that creaked beneath the weight of corn-sacks and of household goods choked every roaring gate now from the rock of Tarpeian, could the wan burghers spy the line of blazing villages red in the midnight sky the fathers of the city they sat all night and day for every hour some horseman came with tidings of dismay to eastward and to westward have spread the tuscan bands nor house nor fence nor dovecote in crustumerium stands for Bena, down to ostia hath wasted all the plain Aster hath stormed Janiculum, and the stout guards are slain i wis in all the senate there was no heart so bold but sore it ached and fast it beat when that ill news was told for with uprose the consul up rose the fathers all in haste they girded up their gowns and hied them to the wall they held a council standing before the river gate short time was there ye well may guess for musing or debate out spake the consul roundly the bridge must straight go down for since janiculum is lost naught else can save the town just then a scout came flying all wild with haste and fear to arms to arms sir consul lars porcina is here on the low hills to westward the consul fixed his eye and saw the swarthy storm of dust rise fast along the sky and nearer fast and nearer doth the red whirlwind come and louder still and still more loud from underneath that rolling cloud is heard the trumpets war no proud the trampling and the hum and plainly and more plainly now through the gloom appears far to left and far to right in broken gleams a dark blue light the long array of helmets bright the long array of spears and plainly and more plainly above that glimmering line now might ye see the banners of twelve fair cities shine but the banner of proud Clusium was highest of them all the terror of the umbrian the terror of the gaul and plainly and more plainly now might the burghers know by port and vest by horse and crest each warlike lucumo there chelius veratium on his fleet roan rhone was seen an Aster of the fourfold shield girt with a brand none else may wield palumnius with a belt of gold and dark verbena from the hold by reedy thrasiumene fast by the royal standard o'erlooking all the war lars porcini of clusium sat in his ivory car by the right wheel rode mamilius prince of the latian name and by the left false sextus that wrought the deed of shame but when the face of sextus was seen among the foes a yell that rent the firmament from all the town arose on the housetops was no woman but spat towards him and hissed no child but screamed out curses and shook its little fist but the consul's brow was sad and the consul's speech was low and darkly looked he at the wall and darkly at the foe their van will be upon us before the bridge goes down and if they once may win the bridge what hope to save the town then out spake brave horatius the captain of the gate to every man upon this earth death cometh sooner late and how can man die better than facing fearful odds for the ashes of his fathers and the temples of his gods and for the tender mother who dandled him to rest and for the wife who nurses his baby at her breast and for the holy maidens who feed the eternal flame to save them from false sextus that wrought the deed of shame hew down the bridge sir consul with all the speed ye may i with two more to help me will hold the foe in play and yon straight path a thousand may well be stopped by three now who will stand on either hand and keep the bridge with me then out spake spurious lartius a romian proud was he lo i will stand at thy right hand and keep the bridge with thee and out spake strong herminius of titian blood was he i will abide on thy left side and keep the bridge with thee horatius quoth the consul as thou sayest so let it be and straight against the great array forth went the dauntless three for romans in rome's quarrel spared neither land nor gold nor son nor wife nor limb nor life in the brave days of old the nun was for a party then all were for the state then the great man helped the poor and the poor man loved the great then lands were fairly portioned then spoils were fairly sold the romans were like brothers in the brave days of old now roman is to roman more hateful than a foe and the tribunes beard the high and the fathers grind the low as we wax hot in faction in battle we wax cold where four men fight not as they fought in the brave days of old now while the three were tightening their harness on their backs the consul was the foremost man to take in his hand an axe and fathers mixed with commons seized hatchet bar and crow and smote upon the planks above and loose the props below meanwhile the tuscan army right glorious to behold came flashing back the noonday light Rank behind rank, like surges bright of a broad sea of gold, for hundred trumpets sounded, a peal of warlike glee, as that great host, with measured tread, and spears advanced, in ensign spread, rolled slowly toward the bridge's head, where stood the dauntless three. The three stood calm and silent, and looked upon the foes, and a great shout of laughter from all the vanguard rose. And forth, three chiefs came spurring before that deep array to earth they sprang their swords they drew and lifted high their shields and flew to win the narrow way. aunus from green Tefernum, lord of the hill of vines, and seus whose eight hundred slaves sicken in Ilva's mines, and Piccus long to Clusium, vassal in peace and war, who led to fight Teumbrian powers. From that grey crag, where girt with towers, the fortress of Nequinum lowers o'er the pale waves of Nar. Stout Lartius hurled down Aunus into the stream beneath. Herminius struck at Ceus and clove him to the teeth. At Picus, brave Horatius darted one fiery thrust, and the proud Umbrian's gilded arms clashed in the bloody dust. Then Acnus of Phileiri rushed on the roman three and Lausulus of urgo the rover of the sea and aarons of vulcinium who slew the great wild boar the great wild boar that had his den amidst the reeds of cosus fen and wasted fields and slaughtered men along albinia's shore herminius smote down aarons Lartius laid Ocnus low right to the heart of Lausulus horatius sent a blow lie there he cried fell pirate no more aghast and pale from ostia's walls the crowd shall mark the track of thy destroying bark no more Campania's hinds shall fly to woods and caverns when they spy thy thrice accursed sail but now no sound of laughter was heard among the foes a wild and wrathful clamour from all the vanguard rose Six spears lengths from the entrance halted that deep array, and for a space no man came forth to win the narrow way. But hark, the cry is aster, and lo the ranks divide, and the great lord of Luna comes with a stately stride. Upon his ample shoulders clings loud the fourfold shield, and in his hand he shakes the brand which none but he can wield. He smiled on those bold Romans a smile serene and high he eyed the flinching tuscans and scorn was in his eye quoth he the she-wolf's litter stands savagely at bay but will ye dare to follow if Aster clears the way then whirling up his broadsword with both hands to the height he rushed against horatius and smote with all his might with shield and blade horatius right deftly turned the blow the blow though turned came yet too nigh it missed his helm but gashed his thigh the tuscans raised a joyful cry to see the red blood flow he reeled, and on herminius he leaned one breathing space then like a wildcat mad with wounds sprang right at astor's face through teeth and skull and helmet so fierce a thrust he sped the good sword stood a handbreadth out behind the tuscan's head and the great lord of luna fell at that deadly stroke as falls on mount alvernus a thunder smitten oak. far o'er the crashing forest the giant arms lie spread and the pale augurs muttering low gaze on the blasted head on astor's throat horatius right firmly pressed his heel and thrice and four times tugged amain ere he wrenched out the steel and see he cried the welcome fair guest that waits you here what nobo lucumo comes next to taste our roman cheer but at his haughty challenge a sullen murmur ran mingled of wrath and shame and dread along that glittering van there lacked not men of prowess nor men of lordly race for all eturia's noblest were round the fatal place but all etruria's noblest felt their hearts sink to see on the earth the bloody corpses and the path that dauntless three and from the ghastly entrance where those bold romans stood all shrank like boys who unaware ranging the woods to start a hare, come to the mouth of the dark lair where growling low a fierce old bear lies amidst bones and blood was none who would be foremost to lead such dire attack, but those behind cried forward, and those before cried back, and backward now and forward wavers the deep array, and on the tossing sea of steel to and fro the standards reel, and the victorious trumpet peal dies fitfully away. Yet one man for one moment stood out before the crowd, well known was he to all the three they gave him greeting loud now welcome welcome sextus now welcome to thy home why dost thou stay and turn away here lies the road to rome thrice looked he at the city thrice looked he at the dead and thrice came on in fury and thrice turned back in dread and white with fear and hatred scowled at the nearer way where wallowing in a pool of blood the bravest tuscans lay but meanwhile axe and lever have manfully been plied and now the bridge hangs tottering above the boiling tide come back come back horatius loud cried the fathers all back lartius back herminius back ere the ruin fall back darted Spurius lartius herminius started back and as they passed beneath their feet they felt the timbers crack but when they turned their faces and on the farther shore saw brave Horatius stand alone, they would have crossed once more. But with a crash like thunder fell every loosened beam, and like a dam the mighty wreck lay right athwart the stream. And a long shout of triumph rose from the walls of Rome, as to the highest turret tops was splashed the yellow foam. And like a horse unbroken, when first he feels the rain, the furious river struggled hard, and tossed his tawny mane, and burst the curb and bounded, rejoicing to be free, and whirling down in fierce career, battlement and plank and pier, rushed headlong to the sea. Alone stood brave Horatius, but constant, still in mind, thrice thirty thousand foes before, and the broad flood behind down with him cried false sextus with a smile on his pale face now yield thee cried lars porcina now yield thee to our grace round turned he as not deigning those craven ranks to see nought spake he to lars porcina to sextus nought spake he but he saw on palatinus the white porch of his home and he spake to the noble river that rolls by the towers of rome o tiber father tiber to whom the romans pray a roman's life a roman's arms take thou in charge this day so he spake and speaking sheathed the good sword by his side and with his harness on his back plunged headlong in the tide no sound of joy or sorrow was heard from either bank but friends and foes in dumb surprise with parted lips and straining eyes stood gazing where he sank and when above the surges they saw his crest appear all rome sent forth a rapturous cry and even the ranks of tuscany could scarce forbear to cheer but fiercely ran the current swollen high by months of rain and fast his blood was flowing and he was sore in pain and heavy with his armour and spent with changing blows and oft they thought him sinking but still again he rose never i ween, did swimmer in such an evil case struggle through such a raging flood safe to the landing-place but his limbs were borne up bravely by the brave heart within and our good father tiber bore bravely up his chin curse on him quoth false sextus will not the villain drown but for this stay ere close of day we should have sacked the town heaven help him quoth lars porcina and bring him safe to shore for such a gallant feat of arms was never seen before and now he feels the bottom now on dry earth he stands now round him throng the fathers to press his gory hands and now with shouts and clapping and noise of weeping loud he enters through the river gate borne by the joyous crowd they gave him of the corn land that was of public right as much as two strong oxen could plough from morn to night and they made a molten image and set it up on high and there it stands unto this day to witness if i lie it stands in the comitium plain for all folk to see horatius in his harness halting upon one knee and underneath is written in letters all of gold how valiantly he kept the bridge in the brave days of old and still his name sounds stirring unto the men of rome as the trumpet blasts the cries to them to charge the Volsian home and wives still pray to juno for boys with hearts as bold as his who kept the bridge so well in the brave days of old and in the night of winter when the cold north winds blow and the long howling of the wolves is heard amidst the snow when round the lonely cottage roars loud the tempest in and the good logs of algidus roar louder yet within when the oldest cask is opened and the largest lamp is lit when the chestnuts glow in the embers and the kid turns on the spit when young and old in circle around the firebrand's close when the girls are weaving baskets and the lads are shaping bows when the good man mends his armor and trims his helmet's plume, when the good wife shuttle merrily goes flashing through the loom, with weeping and with laughter. Still is the story told, how well Horatius kept the bridge in the brave days of old. End of section 42. This recording is in the public domain.